Okay, so we are live here in Instagram as well as YouTube and depending on how this video comes up, we may save it on Instagram, but it's definitely going to be saved on YouTube. So if you want to see the replay of this, you can always go back to YouTube where you will find us live there where we find the recording. All right, hello, hello everyone. Say hello when you join in. Yes, love. Hello, hello everyone. <laughs> this is another episode of Lineage Liberation Podcast. And as Joy said, we're streaming to YouTube and also Instagram. <clears throat> uh, yeah. We're trying this new thing of streaming here on Instagram as well as on YouTube, which is kind of a bit of a new thing for us here. So experience a bit of technical uh, difficulties um, but say hello when you join in we're really happy to see you all <laughs> how have you been as we just check and confirming is everything with the love um, we are having a poor streaming status hmm we may have to use uh, zoom yes we are trying to be takey takey and a little bit like but this this new system we're using isn't so great. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Should we go to Zoom now? Because I think it's running too much software at the same time. Hello to me. Hello, hello. So good to see you. Welcome to Union Work is Lineage Liberation, everyone. We're going to be uh, chatting about that and we're going to continue to do uh, more work around union more work around also lineage liberation and more work around irregular arts so there are some these are some of the shifts that are happening in what i must just call where we are integrating the different masteries <laughs> that me and wef have right uh, you guys already know me as the Lineage Liberation Girl and Wef is here. He's got some amazing, powerful quotes and just wisdom around union and we're going to be bringing that up. Um, so we're still trying to get YouTube working so that we can have the recording of that. <laughs> yes, Timmy, thank you. Yes, I know how long some of you have been wait, waiting for this work and well, how do you feel about that? People are like, we've been waiting. I'm excited to share. Looking forward to uh, helping anybody seeking divine union and divine love. So very excited for that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you want to set up Zoom then because that I closed the live stream on YouTube. Probably okay. want to give it another go, but we're still live on Instagram. And we had one viewer on YouTube, so. Um, okay. We're good now. Okay, let's try again. And I still need to delete the uh, one that we just did. I guess you can do that later. It's okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, sorry for this delay. As I said, we're trying to things at once. 
And so because of that, it's like, it took us a bit to figure it out. Ah, yes. Okay, so I think we're live again on, yes, on YouTube. YouTube. Finger cross it works and it stays working. Hello, hello, YouTube. Welcome to this live podcast. Uh, this podcast is on union work. Well, the title is Union Work is Lineage Liberation. Right, and this is really an important transmission for us because it's been um, work that we've been synthesizing for some time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this title came because uh, lately we've just been having a lot of synthesis coming through where we are starting to really deeply understand that what people call divine union, what people call, well, <laughs> does not like this one, twin flame journey or sacred relationship. We prefer sacred relationship and union. Um, what people call that at its core is actually lineage liberation. And we know that there's been a lot of distortions around understanding divine union, what it is and how you attract a divine union partner and how you cultivate union in an already existing relationship right so this is what we're coming to synthesize with you all today right so uh be with us chill with us communicate ask questions right and we will take it from there yeah all right so you want to start off by people asking questions? No, no, no. We want to start with what we wanted to synthesize about. Like okay. Union. Okay. So what is union, right? Like let's just union work actually for us. Yeah. All right. So when people use the word um, divine union, sacred union, twin flame, um, there are many different terms out there. But as Joyce said, uh, we're presenting the question of what is union work? How do you um, synthesize the word union? What does it mean to you? As well as how does it align with lineage liberation? So union, of course, <clears throat> means the joining of something. So in terms of couples and partners, it's the joining of two people into a relationship, uniting together to build something together, to create something together, to bond and exchange in some way, shape, or form. So union is uniting, um, and in union work, the work of being in union is true work. It takes a level of patience, it takes a level of consistency, it takes a level of uh, wisdom, and acknowledging and seeing the other person's gifts, seeing their presence, and learning how to navigate and work with them. Right. Yeah. So with that, um, that is the opening for what union work is. And I'm going to let Joy expand on it and explain how it's connected to lineage liberation. Yeah. Um, so the other day, which is a common thing in my relationship with WEF, we had a moment of transmission that was happening through us. and that moment was i was transmitting some of the deepest pain that the feminine holds in this world and this was coming through the divine grandmothers right and this is the collective divine grandmothers and wef was holding the space for the divine grandfathers and it was in this table that we're sitting in 
and it was quite a profound moment for me i think because um in my students you all know i've been fighting to do this work for a good three four years because of just a lot of the way in which we understand this but also how this work really requires a lot for us to arrive to sacred relationship or right relating or uh heros gamos perfect matrimony it's it, it's a lot right so i've always wanted to be ready for that work so in this moment we're sitting in the table and Wef, as the grandfather says something about how the men of this world want to be seen to be loved not see, seen respected i don't know what was the third word right and it's understood. understood right and he's explaining this from his perspective as a masculine and this moment activates some deep deep anger within me as a feminine being and all the angers of the women in this world because we also want to be seen we want to be understood we want to be respected and in that moment there is this alchemical process where i am channeling all the rage of the women of this world of why they can't just be seeing men why it's difficult for them to understand men why it's difficult for them to respect men because we have this huge history of the feminine body at least for us those who are alive where the feminine body has been desecrated it has been raped it has been broken into many different pieces and even though that force that was doing that may be something greater than humanity it was being done by the men so part of the reason why for me I, i've been resisting this work is because i'm like as an african girl you come and you tell me that oh you you can experience union with a man and it can be sacred it can be beautiful it's kind of hard because that's not what i lived with i didn't see that what we were speaking of is not in my like i didn't see this growing up right so when we are having this moment this is a very profound moment of the grandmothers really breaking it down for the grandfathers and when i speak of the grandfathers i really mean like a whole consciousness of the man and what was interesting for me was just the shock of the men it's like they didn't know like that women also want to be seen women also want to be understood and want to be respected but that also we are failing to do this because of a history but so you may be entering you're like what is this conversation i thought y'all were going to talk about twin flames and you're already talking about because the work we are here for the deep work we're not here for the the soft like just surface level understanding of union because that's not true union true union when we were sitting here and we arrived to a deep understanding as a feminine and a masculine being and also as at the time a channel for a collective energy that has moved within me as a woman within wife as a black man um there was a deep healing and that's when i realized oh this is what union is about union is this opportunity this platform for this deep pain that has happened for women that has also happened for men to be so alchemized right that we we stand here as two people you may look at us and we're just like joy and wife but we're so much more than that we are representing a collective we're representing what is possible we're representing a healing that can take place right and this is why I was like union work is lineage liberation but 
it's also so much more than that as well like web has just for me being with web has taught me a lot about like how to think about it like i know it's a lot love but yes do you want to add on to what i said <laughs> yes so when um the instance happened where joy was embracing and embodying the, the ancient grandmothers and for me the ancient grandfathers as she said the men were shocked to hear um, that the women wanted to be seen because there was a level of thinking that the women were saw were seen in that aspect but it was this realization that um, what came up very strongly was the oppression the deep pain the, the deep sorrow that women feel towards the masculine energy based on slavery, based on um, abusive relationships to where there's this inner feeling of unsafety. I think uh, there was even a moment in the channeling where it was brought up how the biggest thing that women fear at night when they're walking down the street is a man trying to do something harmful to them, right? It's not anything else. So that level of trauma and that wound that was coming out um, is like a, it's a collective universal feeling. So anytime someone gets in union, uh, women get in union with a man, that energy is active, whether or not you're conscious or aware of it. And the ancient grandfathers were bringing the gnosis of, number one, they saw that, they understood that, but they didn't understand how much it impacted the feminine consciousness in terms of being perceived as coming in as a tyrant saying see me understand me respect me from the lens of someone who's already been impacted before you step into the picture of all the pain all the suffering and it not being embraced because there's no space there's already a kickback of hey you you want me to see you but you don't see me you don't hear me you don't respect me um, and it brought up the natural mechanism that men do when when women do that is they walk away there's a level of separation whether the man walks away and abandoning the family the children are just walking away in the moment when the feminine is collapsed and uh, the biggest thing that came up was the energy of the feminine in chaos the grandfathers spoke of their ancient wounds of seeing their mothers their grandmothers in the moment when the feminine is overwhelmed and the chaotic moments that they had as young boys in terms of not understanding why their mom instantly had a moment of frustration and anger and did something that was very much out of character. And they had to find a way to cope with that either by just whenever that moment happens, just walk away, pretend it doesn't happen, or they come up with this defense mechanism which creates the abusive imprint in many men to where they feel they literally have to protect themselves from the chaotic, irate feminine who's really more than anything else seeking support. Because the most important thing that the masculine can do for the feminine at that moment is be there, hold the hand, and even in the chaos, even in the turmoil, be supportive knowing that they are there for them, for whatever they're going through. So uh, for me, it was very profound to, I guess, channel that and also get a dual perspective and I also represented the new generation of men that almost feel like kind of upset that we have to come in and clean that because there are new impulse of divine masculine that are coming in with a pure impulse of union, pure impulse of healing, pure
pure impulse of expansion, but they have to acknowledge the, the damage and the pain that has been done. So even with me and Joy, even though I haven't did anything to her per se, that imprint and that trauma is still there. And if I don't, number one, become aware of it and acknowledge it and we work on healing it, it can definitely play out in our relationships in terms of the man still coming in as a tyrant, even though he's really, his intent is to come in and heal and to expand. So that acknowledgement of how we can't just jump over the many, many years of, of um, rape, of, of just pain and suffering for the feminine energy where they felt very unsafe, that has to be addressed first before we can create an organic implant, as well as the um, masculine who has the hesitation towards the chaotic feminine, not knowing what to do, so in his mind, well, my father said, just, you know, let a woman be a woman, just kind of give her her space. And at this point, it doesn't seem like that is the real answer, because when you give your space, there's a level of separation and abandonment that can be played out. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, for so many of us as women, I think, not just women, I think I've, I've learned with wife as well, that men desire union. We desire not just the union of like I am with a partner, but we're desiring a healthy dynamic. We're desiring the logos, the higher logos of of unity, of love, of kindness, of respect, of um, witness and abundance. All of the things, right? That are the natural design of what union is. But union is also so much more than that. It's also, as I think someone shared here that union is truly an ascension path and that's one of the things wife used to say it's the highest path because when you are by yourself and i have been that person who was by myself doing the work healing doing all the ascension practices and i thought i had dealt with the basic mother wound father wound i have done my ancestral healing except when i entered in relationship with wife i realized that there was another energy that got activated once I was in union with the masculine. And that energy is the ancient field. And that ancient field is the field of, as we said, the collective feminine. But all the anger of the feminine kept being played out in the relationship. I could sometimes feel my grandmothers fighting and not wanting to believe that a man could actually be devoted, a man could be loving, a man could come with true intentions. Right, because I mean they didn't experience that and I didn't realize how alive that energy is but also going deeper I didn't realize how so much of the mechanics of how I used to exist before in other relationships how they will also get activated because when you're by yourself there is nothing there's no mirror to activate your fear of intimacy your fear of vulnerability your fear of trust right you don't see it. You actually, even when you're speaking of, I want a divine union partner. For me, when I was going through that journey of seeking my divine partner, I was daydreaming about the things Hollywood programmed us with, all the cute things we'll do together. Of course, they were a little slanted to the spiritual of, we're going to meditate together, and we're going to travel together, and we're going to do work together. And now the thing is we do that except i was never ever tapping into the energy of what will that be like though will that be safe for you to meditate with a man 
would you really genuinely feel a trust, an organic trust to work with a man? And the level of fear in the body, the level of mistrust, and it was not even about my partner. I was, as I said, there's this Asian feel that we have, but right, that gets activated once you are with a partner, right? And the more you are with a partner, where likes to say this to me when I'm going through my, oh no, I can't do it. I'm gonna collapse right now. Of when we say we seek a divine union partner, what do we mean by that? And he was telling me that you are asking for an exalted masculine which is going to be an emotionally aware masculine uh, or partner really and that is going to come with a certain demand from you right because he's going to be holding the space when you're going through your emotional space your emotional roller coaster turbulence and you're going to be asked to step into a greater responsibility compared to the relationships before that because that man is not going to collapse with you he's going to hold the space hold the field hold the structure and ask you to come out of we were talking about this just now the sign can place because i'll tell you where i'm like i have these moments with the masculine where i just i'm so in utter shock i go into my second place and i'm just collapsed like i can't Right? When you are in union, these energies, they come up, right? And sometimes we don't know the depth of our fears of like vulnerability and intimacy and so forth until we're in union. But the greater, the most powerful thing about being in union and consciously trying to cultivate sacred relating and conscious relating is that you you start to realize that one every relationship that you had before was always a mirror of the energies that were within you this we can call them the karmic energy when you had the emotionally unavailable partners because they were a mirror of the the karmic energy imprints that may have already existed where you had an emotionally unavailable father or you had emotionally unavailable ancestors. So that's why you kept calling in the emotionally unavailable partner. And then when you do the work and you shift and you're like, I am seeking something different, a different pattern. I'm looking for an emotionally available partner. Your DNA, which has a specific imprint, is recalibrating itself and receiving this new data, a new way of behavior. And in the beginning, it's going to be overwhelmed because it doesn't know how to hold space for an emotionally available partner. You are so used to the one who is not there. Now who is then asking you for, for you to be responsible to hold this field with him? That's the work. That's union work. Right? That's not the conversation we're seeing around when people are saying they seek divine union because somehow we think it's going to be easy. We are always attracting and this is like not in the we are blaming ourselves or blaming other people but if we are going to be in union in right relating this are some of the things we need to talk about the mechanics that are playing out in relationships that sometimes have nothing to do with the other individual they already existed i'm gonna stop here y'all because i could go for a while for a while love yeah you're fine <laughs> um, yes so to add to what she was saying about the responsibility and work that comes with requesting uh, divine union 
and being in a divine union relationship, as she said, asking for a masculine that's emotionally available. Most women are not ready for what that comes with. Uh, as she said, a man acknowledging, hey, you triggered my inner child, you triggered my, my mother wound, and having to sit down and discuss and hold the feminine responsible and a man like saying, I don't agree with you, right? I don't see, I see what your perspective is, but I'm emotionally aware and competent enough that if I could, I could easily walk away from this, this discussion and say, okay, Joy, whatever you say. But if I'm not tuning into my inner emotional realm, my inner feelings and emotions that will truly allow my heart to open up and expand to a greater degree and to acknowledge the different aspects of myself that may be hesitant or begin to create a, a block or a wall, I have to take that into account and bring that to the forefront if I'm really in divine union, if I'm really saying I'm committed to this, if you want me to surrender completely to you in, in true love and true uh, perfect union, there has to be space for that. And the, the default is, it's like, accept it for the women, but not for the men, because men typically say that means you're feminine, you're showing too much emotions, but women say they want that. But as Joy says, when you get that, are you equipped enough to handle that and hold that space? And the same is true with the masculine. I've found that a lot of the spiritual men think that, you know, when they're not in spiritual relationships and it's like, this person's just not spiritual enough and this woman has too many emotions, she hasn't processed her, her inner wound, she hasn't did chakra work, she hasn't did enough emotional healing. And they think that when they get with their divine union that it's gonna be like all smooth, like their best homie where they, there won't be any emotional bumps, but they don't realize that that increases for them. So you thought you were having emotional issues with the one who you felt wasn't your divine partner spiritually. When you get into that relationship, it's going to increase. They're going to have waves of emotions that you'll have to learn how to hold space for, how to be available for, to understand when they're mad at you. Even though there's an aspect of them that is already forgiving you, you still have to save space for that processing to happen, for the discussions to happen. Some men think that the whole disagreement and having a long discussion and having to sit for hours talking about something that that's all gonna disappear automatically the moment you're in divine union. It's not so. Over time, as you get to know each other, as you get to learn each other, as you get to expand and synthesize, that will happen. But it takes time, as Joyce said, it takes consistency and discipline. And uh, that's why I have an issue with the word twin flame because there's this consciousness and taboo thinking that I'm with my divine partner, everything's perfect now, everything's fixed. And they also use that in a way to justify events that really aren't organic, situations that really aren't proactive in healing, um, abusive relationships emotionally or physically, but say that's my divine partner, so it's supposed to work out. Like, that's a cop out to me because true union, true divinity is acknowledging what she says, the sunken place. Um, the, like the word is out in terms of if you're signing up for divine union, if you want perfect matrimony in your life, what you're really signing yourself up for is another level of shadow work with someone else. Because everything that that person brings is going to trigger, as Joy said, the parts that you forgot, the parts that you missed in, the, in your emotional, mental rooms, 
the part of your father wound that you didn't realize was there, the part of your mother wound that you didn't realize was there, the part of you that has been operating in your business or in your company and your partner can see, hey, this is, that's not really an organic template for success. You have like a wound connected to that or vice versa, the, the man that's struggling with his business to get it off the ground and the woman coming in telling you, hey, this is the problem and having to take that punch or that, that kick that's really helpful, but having to swallow your pride, swallow the instinct to say, ah, oh, and argue and have to learn how to accept it and move on and progress. Like that's a true challenge that most people may not be ready for. And that's not to scare everyone that's watching this to think that you, something about divine union is like bad. It's not, it's just acknowledging the reality and the responsibility of, of what it takes what they say with great power comes great responsibility so if you want a divine union there's a level of integrity there's a higher level of responsibility there's a higher level of accountability but it also brings a greater reward a greater um treasure once you're able to cultivate that space yeah definitely i was like love we are scaring people they will not want divine union it's not all work but it is also work but that work as wife said has a great reward and that great reward is the actual embodiment of the logos like as human beings we know in our core in our being that certain things are just not divine um abuse violence is not divine right to some of the experiences we've had in relationships it's not to say that I'm not divine. I mean, they are obviously a fragment of the divine in a way, but it's there is something about it that is contract, con, oppressive to the spirit, right? And so this is why we know, like, in when we think about a union or a sacred union or a sacred relationship, we're speaking about a, a relationship where you have the space to fully express yourself to be fully seen, to be fully understood, to be fully respected, to be fully loved, and where there is no fear in the ways that you move, right? And that happens the more you alchemize these inner distortions that already exist and that get even more triggered when you're in the relationship. And part of that is actually for, for those who are like the healers, you'd understand the reason why when you enter union, there is more work to be done especially in the beginning it's because the subtle bodies your subtle bodies and your partner's subtle bodies when we speak of perfect matrimony we're speaking about the different bodies of the self getting in union so we know of physical union where people are together physically right but there's also mental union where you are together in the mental realm and there is emotional union where the emotional body is in coherence and there's also spiritual union right so a lot of the time we are in relationships where it's physical union we're physically together but mentally we're not together emotionally we're not together spiritually we're not together and so as part of moving into union through these levels of the self you're going to have to remove all the blocks that are stopping that union from taking place right so if I have mental beliefs about the masculine uh, that are making it difficult to fully receive wealth, that has to come through so that we can alchemize it. And the more we deal with it, we work on it, we process it, we heal it, we transmute it, we embody, 
the teachings, the wisdom, the more mentally we start to to be in tune. And that starts to enter the realm of the supernatural where as a union, you can have the same thought as a union. Telepathy is normal for you guys. Me and wife, we dream, sometimes we're in the same field and the dream landscape and we remember that, right? So that's, that's like now the supernatural, that, that's what union with God is about. Like you start first with the human, another human being, and then you can enter union with God at that realm, right? And it's like, honestly, for those who are the healers, the oracles, I'm like, I understand why divine union has been kind of like targeted in this world particularly for spiritually gifted people where there's this huge difficulty for those who are spiritually inclined to be in union because your power, your gifts expand in union. It's incredible because you share codes. What Wef has alchemized, what his lineage is gifted in and what my lineage is gifted in, when we begin to enter coherence, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually we start to do like what wife can do i can start doing it what i can do he can start doing it as well right so that's the great power and this is why there's been this deliberate intention to to one to plug people into the wrong phantom metrics of union which is what has been for a long time called the twin flame Jenny, which has created a lot of pain for a lot of people because we are accepting certain things that are not of the logos that are not generating healing for individuals but perpetuating separation and suffering and we say oh it's oh he's the runner in the twin flame Jenny. oh i'm this and it's not to say that dynamic isn't true but it's an artificial phantom field that's pulling people away from the actual work the work that needs to be done by like everyone in the world. You don't get to skip the work. Like if you skip the work, the relationship itself will begin to to show those degeneration of of abuse and oppression and and end right. So for us, when we speak of divine union work, we are calling in those who are looking for an exalted experience. Right, we're calling in for those who are like I, I would like to experience that level of union with another human being right first of all you're gonna have to face the part of you that's like actually really scared of that like the vulnerability and the intimacy required to be that with another being you know but once you transcend that the expansion is unbelievable it's exponential the expansion of your spirit of your soul the healing of your inner children many times wife has healed my inner children in the mental realm in the emotional realm and i've seen the actual output of that same is true for him as well right? so this is like the power of this this is why it's been taken from us as a collective or distorted so we are afraid of it because when two people are in union what they can do can power up an entire country we are like electric magnetic beings and when we come we charge each other and we create this force that is so powerful right so yeah that's the power of union and the power of union for for me as a someone who's been doing ancestral healing i have seen the healing the divine grandmothers in the different levels of the realms 
that exist, those who are in the fallen realms and those who are in the higher realm, the level of healing they've experienced by just witnessing someone like me experience it. I've also experienced the shift of my field, the morphogenetic field and my family and the women in my lineage shifting because there's this new energy added to our lineage that didn't exist. What I'm trying to say is that like, understand that we are so interconnected that we are so profound as a species the way in which we influence each other right for a long time especially for the black community we have been in misery in our union right like this idea i was telling myself, i was like well if people look at me weird when i start speaking of divine union because they think i'm crazy i'm in a little bubble because that don't exist they haven't seen it right and that's what we're here for and we're calling those who are also here for that work you will know yourself for for to step up <laughs> to do this great work yeah yes the calling as joy said is there for those willing to step up um to further expand as on what she said like there's so many healing modalities that focus on ascension um healing your inner children expanding spiritually and i can honestly say the greatest level of healing and the most profound and expedited level is being in divine union things that would take years for a person to heal from in terms of the masculine and the feminine realizing certain patterns is expedited in divine union because that person is like your divine mirror showing you things and allowing you to expand and this matches with what Joy was saying about being in union, not just in the physical, in the emotional, in the mental, in the subtle realms, in the higher realms, in the soul realm. So all of that is integrated with the expedited process of you have someone working with you personally on your team, working together, helping each other heal. And none of that is easy. Um, it takes time, it takes consistency. This is why in many books they call divine union the perfect matrimony, meaning in each layer of consciousness, there is a level of connection with that same one person, right? You're integrated to each level. There's a level of their consciousness, your consciousness, that's working together to heal each other, to build, to expand your spiritual um, evolution. And even that aspect takes time and if you look at it from this aspect of all these layers with one person being the organic imprint, it makes sense why in the physical there are different issues in relationships where even though you're physically with the partner, maybe even married, but emotionally, energetically, mentally, there's a disconnect. And most people accept that as normal or that's just the way it is, that's just how men are, that's how women are, versus understanding the imprint was okay, you became union in this physical realm, but there's more work to be done to align yourself. And even if people begin to perceive the higher realms of emotional, mental, as a beginning starting point to even when they're dating someone, if they're aligned with that person, it would kind of shift the way we perceive relationships, being in union and the process of what most people call the twin flame. If the twin flame is your true person, a lot of the situations where people find themselves stuck their twin flame or their karmic partner would shift if you're looking in the higher perceptions of emotionally mentally if you're not perfectly aligned how much work would it be to align with that person to where they feel like 
they you get them and they get you and you're both consciously building towards that versus just settling because many people go into relationships and they think that the partner's going to change they're going to have their spiritual evolution and wake up and that may never happen based on the fact that that impulse or that desire is not there so to me that's a very important um, piece of the puzzle for uh, union work for even lineage work right joy so mm -hmm. when it comes to what I just said about the different layers, in those different layers, you'll find patterns that have been playing for centuries through your family, through your lineage of the women being collapsed or ending up with a man who doesn't give them their undivided attention or ending up with a man who two times or cheats and abuse. And when women find themselves in these situations and say, why me, why do I keep magnetizing this type of man? And even when we speak of divine union, as, as Joyce said, people roll their eyes like that doesn't exist. Well, that I can see that perspective of someone who's continuously played out a particular pattern. It's hard for them to even accept the idea that there's another way and not only accept it, but how do I get there? You can talk about this all day long. You can tell me to meditate or pray, but what does it take for me to shift my day-to-day -day life to where I feel like I'm aligned and moving in the direction of a, a union that's going to give back to me, that's going to heal me, that's going to expand me. And that's why the lineage liberation part is the key to understand and begin to map and track what's happening in your family, what's been happening with your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, and see how these certain patterns just kind of move through the family in different ways and how it's also moving through you mm -hmm. as a vessel being part of that lineage that begins to unravel the understanding of why am I in the situation I'm in? Why can I attract that partner that I'm, I'm saying I want? Why do I find myself in these situations and I, I keep settling and I keep getting stuck in this loop? Right? Mm, yeah, definitely. What we're talking about is called karmic competency. Like we need to get karmically competent to understand karmic debt karmic miasma, karmic patterns, right? Like, why does this thing keep happening to me? No matter how many videos I listen to talking about divine union, sacred relationship, no matter how many mother, father wound healing I'm doing, I keep attracting the same partner. What is going on? But the missing thing for most people is understanding what I call the morphogenetic field, that you, Wef has a field of his own, I have a field of my own, that is attracting and it's like an electromagnetic field that calls and pulls in particular experiences based on what is inside that field and what is inside that field is your mother and your father's experiences your grandparents and great-grandparents your ancestral experiences that call in a particular energy that is going to have a resonance and when you come together meaning um this is a teaching from one of my teachers who's like incredible in mapping this that if in your lineage for example there was like domestic violence right um that happened to the grandmothers and so on that pain that energy is in your field right now and even if you have never experienced that yourself it's still in your field and you may find that even though you may not get the actual physical abuse there may be partners who will be abusive in a different way that have a same frequency of a, that same pain as the grandmothers 
and also just to understand karmically when you meet a partner your patterns the patterns your ancestral patterns and that ancestral patterns will begin to magnetize each other such that if that code is hidden from you you didn't even know it existed it can get automated activated with that partner and then that partner if they come from a lineage where the men were abusive to the women he also that dna code activates in him and you guys start to play out this dance of abuse and you can even call his other partners before and they will be like he never used to do that to me i don't know why he's doing that to you because the resonance was different because in that relationship that what was playing out was unique to them but so what this calls us to do is to learn our fields we must learn what we inherited and how this influences the relationships that we have it does not matter whether you call that partner your twin flame your genetic equal your divine union the patterns are going to play out this is called the law of the land the land of gaia this is the law it's just the way it is you can't run away from the work it's going to play out which is why you can be with the most incredible partner right and in the beginning things are great and then they they start to kind of go downwards and you're like what's going on we used to connect greatly because the other bodies get got activated when we're in physical union because we're trained to look at our physical uh, coherence and magnetism we will get we will be good the sex will be good the conversation will be good the days the travel will be amazing and epic in the beginning and then your mental patterns come online and then now you start to be like what is going on he can't hear me every time i communicate with him because now you have entered another layer of your union initiation right and you keep trying to play out the physical union which clearly you guys are like same same in physical union but come mental we're not together Spirit, uh, emotionally we're not together physically we're not together and that's where the work is actually done for most people and that's where, where most people quit before they come to that union before it becomes sacred because before it becomes divine me and wife we pretty understood oh divine union is not a thing that just exists you cultivate it you choose to work on it together as a team right um yeah uh i, I got activated love would you want to continue <laughs> my field is like yeah uh so to pick up where she left off you cultivate it together but there's an also an aspect of your spirit and your soul essence reaching out and seeking each other uh, so as we were saying earlier setting the intent of wanting a divine partner and knowing that's something that you can have sends like a spiritual message out there for that other person right for you to begin to attract to truly magnetize yourself as joy saying the magnetism that you have going through your field based on your lineage, your ancestry, and begin shifting that magnetism where it's pulling in someone that will be, to a degree, an ancestral healing vessel, right? mm. a union that heals the ancestors from the ancestral realm because what you experience goes back to them in the spirit realm so they feel the healing, they feel the open-heartedness of expanding with this divine partner surrendering to the masculine fully and completely there's a level of 
um, universal healing that happens when that takes place. So as she said, that doesn't change the fact that it takes work, it's something you have to cultivate, but there's also a spiritual aspect. Uh, this is part of why, as Joy said, when you get in relationships and people think everything is good, the person looks the way they want them to look, they have the type of car, they have the type of style, and then after it reaches a certain plateau, issues start to arise. So this is also based on being aware of the many dimensional layers of union. If you have someone who's only consciously aware of the biggest dream they have is physically to have a white picket fence, to live together until they retire, and they just wanna have, they wanna have kids, they wanna have a nice car, a nice house, that's it. But if there's not even the level of, I want to be emotionally connected with my partner, I want us to be spiritually connected, I want us to explore the depths of our existence outside of this. Say for instance, if I'm building up this relationship with a specific person in this physical realm, does this relationship exist outside of this realm? Am I able to communicate with this partner outside of this in terms of if something physically happens to them? Is that the end of our relationship? Is there something more? Is there a way for us to extend our love outside of this? And this begins to open up the layers of the higher realms that make you really ask yourself, what am I signing up for? And this is also the phenomenon where when people get in relationships and one aspect of that partner has a spiritual awakening. Something shifts in their consciousness where all of a sudden they are seeking spiritual information, they're listening to podcasts, there's a part of them that woke up that wasn't awake before, and it could have been activated by that partner based on them being a karmic partner from a previous lifetime that activates certain things, but that's another discussion. But the point is, someone in the relationship is suddenly woken up, their consciousness has a desire to heal to men, and that person that they've been with that they thought was a good fit no longer seems like a good fit as they begin to do spiritual evolution. The other person isn't interested in that and says, why are you changing? Why are you shifting? Why is, isn't, aren't you the same, right? So that impulse is what we were talking about manifesting to where it seems like there's a disconnect. One partner is seeking more spiritual guidance, more awareness, and they're thinking that the other partner will be on board but their level of awareness, their level of intent, and when they first got into the relationship, they didn't have that plan. And to be fair to that other person, that's their choice of understanding what the conditions were when you got into the union and having to take responsibility as the person who's beginning to expand and really accept what that means of, are you gonna work and continue to stay at that level and just be content with that? Or do you seek more and realize that you your original intent, you didn't really think all the way to where you are now in terms of the concept, the, the perception that you have and what it takes to move from that situation. So to me, that is a, that's a whole masterclass or a whole other live stream in itself. But as Joy said in the beginning, it's important to understand the cultivation happens between you and that person. It's not a magic button that you press and it's just fixed. Even in that situation, I said, if someone is having a spiritual evolution in a relationship, that's something that they really have to sit down and discuss with that partner and see where the, the line will be drawn in that conversation and have to move and navigate that. That's a really initiation for what, I, what Joy and I would call attracting your divine union 
or maybe your genetic equal, if you can even stand the test of time of that to level up to a greater level of being with someone who will challenge you even more and inspire you even more, allow you to manifest greater things together. Um, all the, the big dreams that typical couples have of owning their own business, having a multi-million dollar business, being able to impact millions of people, all of that comes with an initiation protocol of what is required for you to cultivate that space, to cultivate that energy with someone, and to uh, level your mental, your spiritual, your emotional selves up to a degree to be able to be qualified to help people with that and also be a, an example or a symbol of that. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of what we are talking about and so much more is what we are doing in our union sessions. Um, we have been privately doing and supporting our clients who are interested in cultivating sacred union, divine union, um, heros gamos. We've also been working with those who are trying to attract a divine partner, right? So we have made these sessions public and the thing is the level of work that I had to do to align with WEF and the level of work WEF had to do to align with me because for us we are from two different cultures, continents, right? Like he is black American from America and I'm here in Botswana, African girl, right? And that's what our soul decided to plant us in different grids and there was that whole entire will they meet will they not and we had to individually before connecting do the work you know um to align ourselves because for us we unlike other couple we had the first challenge of physical union we had to pass that initiation to physically meet the, it wasn't oh i was walking in the streets and he saw me in my bike and he called me out and now we're married with kids for us it was a different kind of initiation right and the work that we had to do for that even to happen and the work that we had to continuously do uh, to to grow to expand to work together to create and um move into our highest mission like it was work <laughs> it was work and that work is the great work right so for those who are like interested in this work, we have these union sessions open now for booking. Um, in the future, we're actually going to have a course, a group course to work with people as well. There will be shifts coming through next year as we are focusing our work on auricular initiation, oracle initiation, as well as union work, because that, that mission has been online for us for 18 months and we've just been working on it privately and now it's time to shift the the what I missed to school to allow for this work to take place you know and many of you have asked for these sessions and uh, we wanted to do the work first for ourselves to be in integrity we are both healing practitioners before we even met and so we can hold space for people but we also wanted to cultivate and see what it really truly takes to do the level of consciousness and perfect matrimony that we're talking about right and so uh there's lots that we're going to talk about more in future live streams we'll take one or two questions if you have any questions uh, uh you can just post that now uh here and yes your takeaways as well you know me <laughs> Uh, so, Carmen, you're asking the law of the land. Can you please explain that? Okay. 
so there are different lands in the house of god right earth is one of those lands and each one of us we are here on this land and just like even in the physical way the continent or a country has laws for example i can't just uproot and just move to south africa there are rules of how that will have to take place you know like i have to apply for visa i have to do this i have to prove this and then it can be a whole process that can take me two years before i'm allowed to be a citizen of south africa or even longer right these are laws and these these laws we see in our world they are mirrors of what is called sacred laws or divine laws source god the eternal one the impenetrable one that which has many names has laws of creation these are creational laws of how creation as creational beings we will exist in coherence in unity in ubuntu because of the the that little exciting thing that we call divine that we call free will because we are endowed with free will to ensure that there isn't complete chaos in the realms in the lands there is also divine will and divine will brings in structure and it brings in laws and so our world has a law that when you incarnate into it you are going to inherit automatically the and um the ancestral miasma the curses the incomplete unprocessed emotions and abuses of those who came before you that's rule one and that rule two you we can approach this land f gaia nala as there's a lot obviously i'm just minimizing something that is so much bigger but when you enter it you are here to alchemize that unprocessed abuse and pain and suffering that has taken place and you will alchemize it through what you call your life stream the stream of your life and every experience that you'll be going through will be projections of the collective pain that may have happened in your lineage but also may have happened for the collective human race so as black people the collective pain of our ancestors who experienced colonization and slavery it has been playing out in our lives this whole entire time it is not a thing of the past it's a thing that is mutating with us as the new generation and we see it play out in the workplace we see it play out in the way we move in the world it's a continuation and an opportunity to heal and alchemize that as an individual you're given that task the second law will be that you can also alchemize that with another being which will be what we call the divine union a counterpart who will be bringing in their own specific mastery codes keys and they will come to support you to alchemize what you inherited the specific things you inherited from your lineage and from the collective field like one as a feminine being I, I inherited all the pains of the feminine of this world that all are alive in me I, no one needs to tell me to not walk at night I already know in my core that is dangerous because I'm I inherited that memory Right? So that's the law. No one escapes this. You do not escape ancestral curses. You can say what you want, but you inherited them. They are not going to go anywhere. They are playing out in your life. And no one also escapes the alchemical work that needs to be done. Right? Like, and that's part of why we've been in disarray and in challenging experiences as this world. Because we didn't understand it's a law. We can't avoid it. Even for the star seed nation. I know you're all coming from higher dimensions and like we don't do this in our realm 
but you're here and because you're here you're going to have to learn to do it if you don't do it in this lifetime you're going to come back and do it until you get it that this is a law it's it cannot be skipped it cannot be escaped this is what we mean by you have to heal no matter what you think we can have all the stories we want about how i didn't create slavery i didn't you know but you inherited it because you are human angelic human but you are human you are a child of the earth and so that's what the law of the land is and so the thing is you can listen to us and you're like i don't want any part of this but the thing is it's already happening right it may be happening in it's happening in the dynamic you're already in you just have to start looking at it you're like oh this is the task with my partner right they are here because they're helping me see what i need to be alchemizing right yeah so that's karmic competency that's also the mechanics of ascension we have to understand what is required it's no longer it has never actually been that you just have to call your ancestors and they will clear your, your slate or you call jesus christ and you accept him as your lord and savior and things are gone if that was the truth wouldn't we be in happy dynamics right relating already it's not it's an incomplete truth there's aspects of it where we do have support outside this realm but when we're here, each one of us, we have to do the work and we can't skip it. And you can avoid it for another lifetime. That's also allowed. You're just choosing to repeat a class again and again and again until you finally get, oh my God, I have to study for exams. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's it. Yes. Do you have any last thoughts, love? I think we're almost an hour in. Um, yeah, I could always add more um, just to add to the, the law of the land. As Joy says, you either choose to deal with it or you come back and deal with it again. So that's a very important aspect to understand and integrate with why it's important to heal and what healing really means. Um, being able to address things and have the seeming, as she said, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I, I didn't do slavery. I didn't. Hectic stuff. Like, boy, he Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very wild things that you have to address, and that's the whole point, as I said earlier, that addressing is not just for you, it's for the sake of your lineage, the sake of your, sake of your ancestry, and the sake of greater wisdom um, that comes with that initiation protocol, that's the law of the land of what is required when you are with the divine partner, what is required for you to clear representing your ancestry, as Joyce uh, was saying we represented the grandfathers and grandmothers by being in this divine union channeling different things so it's a collective healing that takes place and the energy of which often i hear a lot of i just i'm ready to leave here i just want to get out and never come back but what is required for that how much do you have to heal how much do you have to accept how much do you have to find a way to work through this physical realm to accept what you currently have and figure out how to navigate and heal it how to work with someone how to work with yourself to open up more to reach the greater truths to where there is no part of you that is running from anything you have faced all different aspects of yourself that was hesitant or fearful of whether it's fearful of opening up in a relationship fearful of addressing the ancestral patterns that you've seen moving 
All of that plays a part in union work and in the healing that takes place with ancestral work as well. Yes. And the invitation for you, Boingile, which is the statement is one of your favorite statements. Just want to pinpoint that for you that it's exhausting. Sometimes it is. It is exhausting. It is hard for our human. But for our spirit, it is what we sign up for. Every single one of us, we chose here. We chose to come here. It's maybe very difficult for us to accept that we chose it. No one said and forced us or dragged us to earth, to this land. But we made the choice to come because we believed that we could do it. And yes, it's, it's not easy. It is exhausting. It is hard. Particularly, it is hard because a lot of us, we lost the manuals that were supposed to help us navigate and understand what's going on because our memory was wiped, right? We don't remember that why we came here, right? So some of the books that are here that were supposed to be manuals have not provided clear instructions or proper instructions that we can use. Like the Bible, the Bible was like supposed to be a manual to help us navigate um, this realm, but now it has kind of created more pain for us and trauma and so forth. And it has not actually helped us with the things that make a part of our realm, which is relationships, sex, money, right, purpose, career. These are some of the main things we deal with on a daily basis. And it's like no one is talking about that. Like, how do we navigate that? And what is going on? Why am I not getting promoted at work? Why do I keep dating the same guy in a different body? Right? It's because of this information has not been shared. And this is part of the work we're doing, bringing back these manuals. For divine union for you to understand that but also the manuals for ancestral healing for lineage liberation right we're synthesizing them and we we find that the more you are in union the easier it is to understand the full scope because i only can see from my limited frame of mind as a feminine being as an african woman and wife can also see from his frame of mind as a black american man and so forth but when we come together there's this whole piece that allows us to see for the different beings that are here. Well, obviously we are only looking at the black field and the black experience because that's the field we are connected to. But it doesn't mean we can help other people from different races, right? But the point being that your spirit chose to be here. And I understand the part that feels like this is hard. And that part is an invitation for anyone who's here who is a healer. We are the missing link. These codes that we're speaking about, and there's so much more other codes that we have, that we'll be bringing as teachings. We didn't get them from a book. We had to learn how to go access them from the higher realm to understand what's going on. And that's the task of the healer. Our task isn't just to bathe people in the, in the medicine and to come and channel and read for people. Yes, he's your twin flame. It's so much deeper and broader because who we are, what we are, is so much more profound. And we have forgotten this. And that's why it's so exhausting because you know yourself as an eternal being. And to be limited like this in a human 3D body is like hella confusing and painful. Right? So this is why you're fighting this experience. You're like, I don't want any of it because it's not the way of my spirit. It's not from where I come from in the higher lands, right? In the higher realms as a as the celestial being that I am, right? So understanding why you are exhausted. Ask yourself that, what is exhausting? And typically for people, I think for me to, uh, personally for me to arrive here, 
I was there, I was exhausted, but I realized I actually, I'm exhausted because I don't have the resources to understand what this is and to navigate what this is. But, and once I started to get the resources which came through seeking support from other people who had went through this, who had alchemized by themselves or by with that couple, it, within their unions, the easier it got for me, the less overwhelming it got for me. And the greatest powerful thing was the moment I started to cultivate a spiritual practice that was practical and truly connected to organic consciousness that is not here to lie to me, but to tell me the truth of this wrong and what needs to happen, the more I actually saw changes. And we are here personally, I'm here, we're here, we like trigger people, but it's because we're here to plug you out of the misery template, the lies you've been in, being told for lifetime after lifetime, because you're not being told the truth, and this is the truth. And once you receive the truth, then you move forward as the warrior that you are, the eternal spirit that you are. And it become less exhausting. The more you have resources, it's it's like oh I remember this I did this in that lifetime. Oh okay, this is the path. This is the way. You have guide guide guidance and guardianship and support and structure, which is what also union brings. Because when you have a, another mirror, they can say Joy, you are missing that. Do you not see that you keep being in that loop? What does that for me? It's like you are in the same loop. We were here just a month ago. Why are you doing that, right? Because sometimes you can't see your own patterns, and that's what—that's the gift of union. <sighs> Someone was asking about the path of forgiveness of how to forgive, mm -hmm. and the beginning entry level of learning how to forgive is you have to realize that the heaviness that you're hanging onto and projecting to other people is not coming from other people, it's coming from you. So the first aspect is learning to forgive yourself for being and choosing to be a victim in any situation. Learning to forgive yourself for not realizing certain things that were happening, not pat different patterns that have happened to you that keep on repeating. We often want to project our finger and point the finger and says, I, I can't believe that they did this, I can't believe that they said this from the very beginning stages of what we teach in Warrior Mystery School of the father wound and the mother wound, your inner child will want to point the finger and point the blame at everyone else. I can't believe my, my mom did this. She let my father do this. I can't believe my father cheated on my mom. My mom condoned it. But you have to learn to forgive yourself for all of your shortcomings because if you trace back all these things that you're pointing the finger at, you'll find that they're all connected to you and running through you in some way, shape, or form. We talked about this earlier about the ancestral healing and the patterns that move through us in different subtle ways. So the path of forgiveness is first mapping whatever you're seeing that you, you have a dislike for, ponder where that impulse is coming from. Why do you like certain things, but certain things really trigger you to where you say, I can't forgive them for that. Why can't you forgive them? Because there's something in you that that person or that situation triggers to where it doesn't allow you to have forgiveness because there's an aspect of you that is have, holding that same imprint, that same, tem same template as well. Yes. But also, I like to bring in the wisdom of Gene Keys. Boingile, you know, I love Gene Keys, right? Um, in the city of forgiveness, I 
the seed of forgiveness comes through the gift of understanding, right? So the path of forgiveness has to start first with the path of understanding. You have to understand what is going on, what has been going on. And then once you have understanding in all the layers of yourself, forgiveness is not something you do. It's something that's granted right, by divine grace. It is something where one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I moved on from that. I truly forgave them. It doesn't have to be a process of I'm sitting down here forgiving my father for this. It's a process where you take yourself through the journey of releasing and feeling the unprocessed abuse that happened to you, the unprocessed pain that happened to you. When you can do that for yourself, not for the other person, and the body can can relax and release the pain and the shock and the guilt and the grief, once that process happens organically, you just let it go. It just happens. This idea that I have to forgive, even the way the question is asked, learning how to forgive, it, it's, it's not a thing you arrive to by yourself. It's a thing that time, that divine grace, holy mother, source God, your spirit, allows to happen in the background without your awareness. You know, so you ever been through like that person who you thought you will never get over. You're like, I'm so attached to them. And now a couple of years later, that pain is so faint to you. Like you have no actual emotion whatsoever towards that person because you move through that. Or you could still have the emotional pain, but it's not as it was. You have truly forgiven them. That's what forgiveness is. It's not just, I forgive my father, I forgive my mother. It's um as I said, it's it's a city. It's a, it's a divine process that happens after you've taken the path of feeling the pain. So that's the first thing. You have to go feel the pain. You have to process what happened. You have to get angry. <laughs> you have to get angry first. You have to swear. Even if it's just by yourself, you have to do whatever process you need to do to release the the injustice that happened to you because an injustice did happen to you and that needs to be recognized. And it's only when we don't recognize it and we try to skip that injustice, right, that we we struggle to forgive, right? Yes, okay. Thank you, everyone. Um, yes, that whole, the being in a comic loop repeatedly over and over and over, um, I have to tell this to us, especially as African melanated people. And this is something that we just forget about love, of how we get so used to suffering and seeing it and we become complacent to it. And we start to believe there is no other path. And this is so deeply ingrained in us. I can speak for the African people because we grow up seeing suffering all around us. So it's kind of difficult to really believe that you can get out of the situation that you are in, right? It's very, because you're like, I haven't seen anyone do that. And that's the first point. Then that tells us that if we haven't seen that many people get out of that pattern, it's going to require a different kind of thinking, consciousness, a different mind, a different heart, a different spirit to get out of that pattern. And it's gonna get this is going to require for you to also be honest with yourself where you're like, I don't have this mind. I don't know what mind I need to arrive to where I am in a different situation than this. But I need to go cultivate that mind, that consciousness, that heart, that spirit, 
Uh, and you can take the path of doing that with books, with watching live streams and learning other new ways of understanding something as you all are doing right now. And then sometimes you're going to have to go to the next level. And that may happen once you get um, annoyed enough by the karmic loop. Then you will start to seek other support, which will be, I'm going to seek other people who have resources. I will invest in this because I can't be in this situation. And so you just got to have to ask yourself, how much am I willing to invest to get myself out of this situation? Invest in the time, invest in the energy it takes to learn something new, to undo a karmic pattern, an ancestral pattern, the resources, the money it may require for you to go get support that you need. That's just the basic truth. It's another law of the land. Uh, you are not going to get out of it from the same mindset as your ancestors and the same mindset as you've been holding for years. That's the first thing you need to recognize. Right? Yes. Okay. This feels like a good time to end. Yes. I, uh, we were live streaming on YouTube. I don't know if it's going to be there because there was a bit of technical difficulties. But we will be doing these live streams every Sundays, 5 p.m. And this is going to be live streams synthesis about relationships, sacred union, divine union, about lineage liberation and how this is all connected, the karmic competency, as well as my favorite theme, which is um, auricular initiation, the healing arts for those who are wanting to deepen and support people and expand their gnosis and expand their mastery and techniques right so as you guys may have seen i have stepped into being an oracle initiator and because of that things are shifting because being an oracle initiator is demanding more time from me in a way that i'm not used to so i'm recalibrating that and so because of that they may in the next couple of months weeks there will be different offers that are shifting and changing because of that so i have more time committed to this new work essentially there are two works there's the oracle initiation and then there's the union work that we're doing right um uh, for both of us and so just uh come join us here and if you're feeling called you can book the union sessions we have a couple of them open slots open for from this month until january so you can check out our website to book these are for those who are individuals or couples if you want to come and uh, the price is like a special because we are not changing whether you're a couple or individual you just pay the same amount right yeah yes also be on the lookout for our future union work um, course our membership that's a six months thing where we work with individuals that really want to go deeper with attracting their divine partner and doing union work we're preparing for that uh, this coming year so looking forward to sharing that with all of you and as joy says we'll be here every sunday we're going to work out the details for the youtube and try to keep the streams going on instagram as well yes okay bye everyone bye thank you thank you